Hello and welcome to the Joyfully Raising Grands podcast. I'm your host, Laura Lee, and we are so glad that you joined us today. The Joy-Filled Brand podcast and membership is geared towards grandparents raising grandchildren with a focus on community, resource, and love. We hope to shine a light on the positive actions we can take every day to become our best selves, serve our grandchildren well, and find joy along the way. We are always up to something, and you can always find out what we're up to at lauraleellc.com. We're on Instagram at lauraleellc and Facebook at lauralee. On today's episode, I am excited to talk about reading. There have been so many studies on the benefits of reading, positive benefits for all ages. Here are some examples. Those who read for pleasure have high levels of self-esteem and a greater ability to cope with difficult situations. Reading strengthens your brain connectivity. Reading increases your ability to empathize. Reading expands your emotional intelligence. Reading boosts your vocabulary and comprehension. Reading improves concentration and memory. Reading fights stress and depression symptoms. It prevents dementia and cognitive decline as you age. Adults who read for 30 minutes a week are 20% more likely to report a greater life satisfaction. Reading literally changes your mind. It is for the brain as an exercise in relation to the body. Reading gives us the freedom to move around in space, time, and history, and it gives us a deeper perspective on ideas, concepts, feelings, and knowledge. Reading stimulates optimal patterns of brain development. Reading helps develop your thoughts, improves concentration, memory, enhances your imagination and empathy, gives you endless knowledge and lessons while keeping your mind active and strengthening your writing abilities. When you read, your mind is activated and it grows, it changes, it creates new relationships between things and different patterns depending on the material that you're reading. Reading every day also has some amazing health benefits, including cutting stress, helping with depression and dysthymia, lowering blood pressure and heart rate, and reducing the risk of Alzheimer's disease and late life cognitive decline. My favorite out of all is that reading is like thinking praying, talking to friends, expressing your thoughts, listening to other people's thoughts, enjoying a beautiful view, or taking a walk on the beach. As a reader myself, I could go on and on. As a grand family, I can't stress enough the importance of a reading habit for both your grandchildren and for you. Today, we'll chat with author Dr. Dawn Menge. Dr. Menge has won several international awards as the published author of Queen Vernita's educational series and Dragon's Breath, including the Special Recognition Champion Award from Conquering Disabilities with Film, Best Written Word from Miracle Makers Film, Hollywood Dreams Film and International Author Boss Award from Power Conversations Magazine. Her published works also include the six federal individual education plan goals and the effectiveness of their implementation in preparing for transition. 
Dr. Dawn Mensch has a PhD in education. She specializes in curriculum and instruction. She also holds a master's and a clear credential in moderate severe disabilities and a bachelor's degree in human development. Dr. Dawn Mensch has been teaching students with severe cognitive delays for over 20 years, and she also mentors and lectures graduate students. Dr. Dawn Mensch is the mother of three and the grandmother of six beautiful grandchildren. Dawn, I thank you so much for being here. We are uh, just really appreciative of your time, and I'm excited to share with our audience what you do, what, what your work is. Welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to share. Why don't we start with just a basic background, maybe a little bit about you. If you want to tell our listeners where you're from, a little bit about your family, background, anything you'd like to share with us. Well, I live in a small mountain community community in Southern California. I grew up here, so I moved back to be closer to my mom. I have three children who are in their 30s, and I have six grandchildren. And I teach students with severe cognitive delays. I've been doing that for over 20 years. And I write an educational series that keeps me very busy. And my series is based on my family, my friends, and my students. And everything in the books are real adventures that we have, which is why I thought this would be wonderful for your audience because my grandchildren, I'm not raising my grandchildren, but they are a big part of all of my books. That sounds like great fun. Do you plan adventures? for the purpose of creating books, or do you come up with an idea and think I need to develop an adventure that works for this? <laughs> oh gosh, no, no, we we go on adventures. And then while I'm there, it's like, oh, you know, and my kids kind of ignore all of that. You know, they're just doing what we're, whatever we're doing. So over the pandemic, my children actually uh, set up camping trips every month. So we all went and there was all of our families, there might've been 19, 20 of us, and we went to the Sequoias and the Grand Canyon, and we went to we went to Zion twice. And so while we're there, of course, we have ages between 80, and we have a brand new baby. So everybody's doing some different things. So we went to the Grand Canyon. We stayed at a KOA, and we were going on go-karts, and that's when uh, we were during the pandemic. So only our family could be in the pool, which at first it bothered us because, you know, we had to schedule it, and, it, you know, it's hard to do <laughs> But once we got in the pool and we were the only ones there, we loved it. What? Oh my gosh. Yeah, so it was, that was great. And it was actually really hot. It was in um, August. So it was really hot. But so at some point I'm going to write a book on the Grand Canyon and it'll have the go-karts and the swimming and it, they rode bicycles along the rim. And so we're going to add that. So we're just doing our adventures and then I'll be like, wow, this is going to make a great book. And then I have to figure out what level it is. So one thing we did, which I suggest everybody do, there's a train that goes from Williams, Arizona to the Grand Canyon. And we went on it. There were 19 of us and it was over Thanksgiving break. And this is actually a picture of my grandson. I was sleeping Santa's lap because after we went to the Grand Canyon and it was snowing, we came back, put our pajamas on and went on the Polar Express. So oh. they were hired, yes, but that's so. I, I was going to write a book about the Grand Canyon and I started writing this and I was like, no, I need a pre-K book. So I wrote it just on our trip. So this, we went to Flagstaff and they had a Santa's workshop. So these are my three <laughs> grandchildren and they're making a teddy bear for Santa. That's in the book. And this, 
So these bandits came up on the horses and got on the train and pretended to rob us. And then he held up my grandchildren. These are my two of my boys. Actual picture, my illustrator makes them, takes a picture and take, turns it into the illustration. These are all our real adventures. And so I like to promote, you know, families traveling and doing different things. This is my son, my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter, Madison. So that's one of our adventures. That is so fun. I love it. So tell us a little bit about how you, um, how you started, what drives you to write? Well, actually I was getting my credential and I had an assignment to write a children's book, a math book and a math game. So when I first wrote it, it actually had my students in it and it was called Queen Victoria's. And we went around and I got a grant from Cal Poly and we went around and we did a little skit and I would go the next day and explain the behaviors and my students. So when I decided to publish it, cause teachers like to publish books cause I read so many of them. I named it after my grandmother, Bernita. And everyone in the book is one of the children in our family. So I published this in 2008 because I thought, well, they're not going to complain. They're little, you know, they don't know. And so this is my son. And the first book is just the queen and she has 12 visitors. It's based on the days of the week, the months of the years. So he comes to visit and they do seven activities. So it encourages families to be active and to explore. This is my daughter, Ashley. And she's making um, sandcastles. Come to find out she doesn't like the beach. I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> and we spend a lot of time at the beach. <laughs> this is my daughter, Nicole. So her birthday's in November. So the first book I tried to put everybody's page on their birthday. So hers is in November and the village is having, you know, a feast. And, oh, I wanted to read to you something about something I just got the other day. And my books are used. I have a friend who works um, in a, it's a factory and he teaches immigrants how to read English and how to work in the factory. So when they come here, so he uses my books a lot to help them teach. He wrote me this just two days ago in the middle of the night. And I just, it's just so, it's just so nice. But he wrote, hello, Don. My student that I started teaching English to about seven years ago spoke with me today. He now has a daughter who is turning five years young and he is reading everything that he can get his hands on now. He just loves to read. Your book started a love of reading for this young man. This is the immigrant African native man who was born under a tree on the Savannah in Central Africa. He had never written anything in his life before I met him, no letters or numbers. He did not know the alphabet or how to count anything. Now he's able to read the newspaper with ease and he's able to manage his numbers well enough to budget his finances in his home. For mathematics, we started by counting the guests eating at the holiday dinner in your visitor's book. My student found that particular illustration was one that he could relate to. Having a meal with a large family, I gave him a copy of the Queen of Vernita's Volcanic Islands to give to his daughter for her birthday. And he really lit up. He was so happy to receive your fine book. You have had an amazing impact on this young man's life and now the life of his child. His little girl will be entering school next year being able to read fairly well, thanks to you. She loves to read and teach her father new words. They learn to read together. Thank you for all that you've continued to do with your books. You rock. Oh. But, but 
but what he's talking about is this. Yes. This illustration. This is how he learned how to count. Counting the people. So it's just, this is my granddaughter, the one that's 18 now. And this is when, of course, she was little. So she's in several of my books. But so it, it's all family. How does your family feel about the books? <laughs> well, they ignore me. Do they? <laughs> what are you doing now? <laughs> you know, I did send that to, we have a group chat, and I sent that to them to let, you know, let them know that just the writing of the books and publishing them. And sometimes I think it's hard that they're the subject of the books, you know, and, you know, what an impact it's having around the world. Absolutely. So, so what was your first piece, your first writing piece? What did you write first? It was this one when it came to my series. And once I published it, I started getting interviews and I immediately won first place in the Evie Awards, which is out of Colorado. And people started asking, well, what are you going to do next? You know, what you, and I wasn't doing anything. I was just, <laughs> that's what I was doing. <laughs> I was getting divorced and, um, you know, after almost 30 years and I was, what am I going to do now? You know, my children were raised. My youngest was 18 now. So I decided to do this and then it just turned into this whole big giant something else. <laughs> we're going to take a short break for our sponsors. Joyfully Raising Grants Grand Family Nation opens on March 1st. This membership community is just getting started and we are holding a space for you. This community is built in a private Facebook group where members can freely interact with me and each other on all topics related to raising grandchildren in a positive and caring way. Each month, there is a guest expert meetup held in a live interactive format where members can listen in, ask questions, and discuss these topics. And there's a monthly family night, which will also be a live virtual gathering with a range of collaborative fun. The family night event is built as a way for grand families to spend time together and with other grand families engaged in crafts, games, or other fun activities. Both the expert guest meetups and the family nights are recorded and videos are available to all members. The membership also gets what we call Joy Gems, short conversations with podcast guest experts that are only available to the membership. The Joyfully Raising Grands Grand Family Nation membership community is a place where grand families can join hands and hearts to come together. We offer this community for the benefit of combined resources to increase joy, boost competence, raise confidence, and enhance family connections. Our community desires to decrease the stress, anxiety, and isolation sometimes involved in the huge responsibility of raising our precious grandchildren. I hope to see you there when the membership opens on March 1st. And the Joyfilled subscription box store is open. Find the monthly subscription box at myjoyfilled.com. You won't be disappointed in a small investment in you each month. Everybody was asking me, well, what do you want to do? So I love to travel. I got that from my grandmother, my mother. Uh, my parents had a sailboat for 25 years. So adventures in our family. And so the queen travels around her kingdom. And she visits the different areas and she learns all about the different areas. Like she went on a train ride. She went on a paddle boat. She went to New Orleans and held a baby alligator and learned about plantations and slavery. She went to Kona, Hawaii. I have a friend I grew up with who lives in Kona. And I used when I first got divorced, I'd go over there 
like every six months and I could stay in their house and they, they'd let me, you know, just stay there and hang out. And so I actually wrote two books uh, based on them. And this is one of the books that I entered into the film festivals. This one has my student in it. This is Connor's dad, Steve, and Connor has autism. So it talks about the, they're at the volcanic national park. And then it, talk, it has seven facts about autism and he's explaining he has a communication device. And so he's explaining to the queen about his communication device and she's learning how to interact with him through this device. And so if children are reading or families are reading the books, they're just gonna find someone who, a child in the book, who's living their life. This is Ireland and her mom, Heather. Ireland has Rett syndrome. And Ireland is making lays for her classmates. So she's going to school, she's making something beautiful for her friends. And mom is explaining to the queen what Rett syndrome is and why she has to help her. So I've added disabilities. I have Down syndrome and cerebral palsy, and they're all real people. And it's not, it's not a lesson on a disability. It's a lesson on a child who has a disability who's living their life. And so it just, hopefully it helps families and people that are just living their lives. Gosh, yeah, what a beautiful way to build acceptance. You also were doing some work with grad students. Yeah, I have my PhD in curriculum instruction and my dissertation was written on our transition skills. So our students have federal transition skills. They're based on community and working and um, independent skills. So I did my dissertation on that. And recently I did an interview with someone who started a magazine called Prosperity Magazine. And she let me write an article about my students and they're doing workability. So they work at the local Mountain Hardware and CVS and Walgreens. And my student here is putting the tag on the hats and they give us a movie card. So we ride the city bus to the movies. And so they're learning all sorts of skills. They're working a community, how to ride the bus, how to earn their own money. And of course, how to buy things in the community. And so we do all of that. And then for the grandparents, I have a lot of grandparents that are raising their children, their grandchildren, and they're disabled. And so it's kind of hard for them to try to do this. So it's kind of, you know, to help everybody make it a little easier for everyone. So I started teaching at the university. So I'm teaching new teachers and I taught case law a couple of times. I'm doing kind of like as a sub right now because I'm still working in the K through 12. And so that's, and I also mentor teachers that are new teachers for us. So I have three teachers that I, that I mentor at work. So what do, what do you like best? What's the most re rewarding part of what you're doing? Cause you're busy. You have a lot, a lot <laughs> going on. What, what do you love? Well, I love the traveling, of course. <laughs> you know, I really love the fact that it's making an impact on others because authors, they don't know that, you know, people buy their books, but you don't know if people are reading them or what they're getting out of it. And a lot of times when I'm doing an interview or an in-person event, that's when I find out, oh, somebody's buying our books. I did Bunko, a Bunko night. Um, my mom and I joined this ladies Bunko up here and <laughs> How fun. for the first night. And I had, you know, my thing up. And this lady says, why is that up there? And I'm like, well, these are my books. And I showed her she was buying my books because her ground, her mother's name is Vernita. She didn't, she didn't know I lived in the same town. 
And here she's at my house. Of course, you know, she bought a book, but you never know what people are doing, you know, out there. And I had a friend who's, she's a speech therapist and she actually came from Africa and her family were teachers. So I gave her some books and I said, oh, can you please pass them out? And they sent me videos of the children in classrooms all over Africa reading my books. And that's just fascinating. It's like, I never thought that would happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love to hear stories like that. Do you want to talk about the film connections? Now, my series has won 70 awards so far. Um, during the pandemic, I thought I wanted, I would like to try different things. So I saw an ad on Facebook for the Conquering Disabilities with Film Festival. So I contacted Amy and I said, well, can I order my book? Can I enter my books? I don't have a screenplay or anything. And so she said, yes. So I entered my books and I won the Special (laughs) Recognition Champion Award from the film festival for adding (laughs) the disabilities. So as part of that, she was part of a bigger film festival that had, I think, 15 different film festivals in it. So I entered my books into those and my book trailers. And they all won awards. So I started entering my book trailers in, um, because then people start contacting you. So right. I entered my book trailers in like one in Italy and um, London and China, I think. I don't remember now. I mean, I have to look it up. But I was winning. One morning I got up and I won in the, the one in Italy. And they were announcing it, of course, in Italian, which I don't understand. I recognized my name and my book title. I'm like, oh my gosh. And that was like, I could go to work that day, all excited. But so I did that (laughs) and I entered them into like the Hollywood Dreams. Uh, They won a couple of awards and Miracle Makers. I have another one that has nothing to do with my series. And this one is called Dragon's Breath. And I gave my book to a a lady that's an author and she was reading it with her five-year-old son and just listening to the problem solving and um, learning the vocabulary. And, you know, he's like, well, why didn't the king just have the guards get the dragon? And, you know, oh, and at the end, twice now I've had young children tell me, um, I, don't, I don't think the dragon really meant to do that. And the dragon <laughs> should have changed her way so she didn't have to be banished from the kingdom. And so, you know, I just had to explain to somebody, well, she didn't feel any remorse, so she couldn't stay. So sometimes children have to learn that you can't really fix everything. Sometimes people don't want to change their behavior, you know, and then they have to learn that to protect themselves too. This one is based on our camping trip and because camping is economical and a lot of people like to do it. This is something else families can do and share. We always go to Halama Beach once a year, and it's a beach on the coastline of California. And this one has, it's pre-K to first grade, it has kite flying and sandcastle making and body surfing and s'mores making. And so, you know, the books are just full of adventure and, you know, just getting out there as a family. Yeah full of great ideas. I, I, just, I love the fact that you have this educational series. So some of them are definitely educational, but others of your of your works are fiction. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, there's not a real kingdom. <laughs> it's the queen's kingdom, but the people are all real. Uh, this actually is my brother. And he's <laughs> an astronomer at JPL. And when, his name is Heath. And when he was little, I called him Heathy Bean. So he's Sir Heathy Bean. I think it's the third book I wrote. 
And he wanted to be the professor with the hair and he had funny slippers. And this one also has disabilities in it. And um, this is actually the son of my friend and he has cerebral palsy. So he's learning all about astronomy and see there's the heat with his funny slippers and his hair, but it teaches all about astronomy. And this is a good one for those that have children who have learning disabilities or even autism. They love the rote part of the books mm -hmm. and the autistic children will read them over and over again um, because of the repetition. Sometimes people buy the books and they're looking for, you know, like a story, like a flowing story and they're not, they're educational. They're all filled with, with facts. And so that's why they're rote because it's easier to learn about geography and history and things like that um, that way. So amazing. So what are you working on now? I'm getting ready. Hopefully next couple of weeks will be released. I wrote a book on a beautiful bed and breakfast in Tucson called Hacienda Linda. And I have a co-author named Kent Durier, who I've known since I was 16 years old. And Gosh. he loves the desert. And it's got um, Diwali and the Day of the Dead. And I actually, we went to Palm Springs one Christmas and my grandchildren and my grandchildren were on a camel. So I wanted to put a camel in the book. So he put a camel in the book and it talks about bats and it just has a lot. It's gonna be like at least sixth grade level. It's it's really high, but it's really good. So that should come out in a couple of weeks. And then we just finished the illustrations for Wyoming. And so I'm gonna start writing that when I get a chance and hopefully that will be out this summer. So two fun, so you have illustrations for a book that hasn't been written? Yeah, because I take the trip. I took the road trip last mm -hmm, summer. Mm -hmm. We went up to Idaho to visit my friend, and then we went through Yellowstone, and then spent a week in in um in Wyoming. And I take pictures of everything. She shows me around, and it's based on a family that I grew up with. They were like my second family, and so they told me what they wanted to write about, and so we made the illustrations. And then, because I have the ideas already, we've already written all the outline out. So she went ahead and did the illustrations because I've been busy trying to get the desert one out and doing all this other stuff. And so now I get to sit down and just write it. And once I've done the research and gotten the illustrations, because usually those take, sometimes they take a year to get done. Wow. So um, now that that's all done, I can just, you know, because they all have the same format. I can kind of, once I get in the mood of, to write, I can just write it right out. I have that's to amazing. write it while I'm in the mood. Otherwise it's like, you know, it doesn't flow. So, well, I love hearing the process. I outline, so. I outline every month and we put what the month is going to be. And then I have a picture that I've taken or a set of pictures um, on that month. And so um, then I, I can write it up, but I'm able to um, do that. So during the pandemic, my OT therapist, my occupational, occupational therapist in my classroom, who's from Maine was living with me. And we went to the ocean. We want, we're trying to see the red tide. And I took my grandson. And at that time, you couldn't stop on the beach. You had to keep walking. And so we were walking down the beach. And he was walking in the ocean, dancing in the ocean as we were going. And there was a huge jellyfish. And she was jumping over the jellyfish, trying not to step on it. So this is how the illustration came to be and this page. So that's, that's how it's developed. I, we're just walking along and things happen. I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to be a page now. <laughs> I think that it's just an exceptional group of books. For the grandparents, 
if you're raising your child, your grandchild who has a disability, the school is your best resource for things um, that you might need. And don't hesitate to ask and don't feel, not intimidated, but don't, don't feel shy about asking for help because we know that it's difficult and you know you might just not equipped at all to deal with a disability so you know your school is the best resource for that if people are looking to find your books Dawn where can we send them I have a website Dr. Dawn Menge my publisher is Rushmore Press I have a Facebook, Don Menge One, an Instagram, Don Menge, a Twitter, Queen Vernita, and they can be found anywhere online, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, Amazon, um, just Google my name or one of the books and you'll find a good resource for them. Wonderful. And we will put all of this information, all those links in the show notes too. So if folks are trying to find you, they certainly will have an easy way to get to that information. So I thank you so much for your time, for being here and for sharing with us, pouring into all these wonderful books. I'm looking forward to sharing some of them when my order gets here. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> exciting. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed learning a bit about Dawn's books and we'll check them out. The links to all those things is in the show notes. I would love to hear your feedback from today's episode. Let's connect on Instagram or Facebook and let me know. As always, thank you for joining me today. It is my pleasure to serve you in this way. If you found this podcast meaningful to you, please leave a review and a rating at Apple Podcasts. This helps elevate the algorithm and allows more grand families to find us. We will see you next time. Take care.